0: Well, good evening. Nice to see a good crowd gathering on a Wednesday night. We're having our special Wednesday night summer series. And so as people come in, come right on up towards the front. We're asking everybody to move up towards the front. We're, we're in here uh, because we're live streaming. When we have a speaker in our summer series this summer, we're going to live stream it and we can do that in here. And the lighting is better up front. And so... Um, for all of those reasons uh, be sure and sit up front. Thank you. Uh, most everybody is doing that. That's a wonderful thing. Even Donnie Ray Carnathan is up here on the fourth or fifth row. So go figure. Uh, but it's glad to have everyone tonight. Our, uh, our first speaker is Davey Carter and uh, he is well loved here, well known here and uh, uh, I'm honored to say a personal friend of mine, not just a co-worker and co-minister but a personal friend. And so uh, our summer series, the theme, uh, is uh, Risk Takers, Putting Your Faith on the Line. Dave, will be speaking to us, uh, relating that topic uh, to the story of Daniel in the book of Daniel. And um, uh, next week, Spencer Shaw will be our speaker. He'll be relating our theme uh, to the, the story of Ruth. And then uh, in two weeks from tonight, Eric Thornton will be our speaker, and he'll be sharing some thoughts on this theme related to evangelism. So that's a little bit of the coming attractions. Uh, I will tell you a few updates and announcements before I lead a prayer, and then Michael will lead us in a couple of songs, and then we'll turn it over uh, to Davey tonight. Roy Bench's service, as well as Pat Patton's service, those services are this Saturday. And so there's some uh, information about that that we've been announcing. Ponder Wright had successful knee surgery on Monday. Uh, Janice Hardaway uh, has had severe back pain, and she had uh, some injections on uh, uh, earlier this week. So uh, let's keep Janice in our prayers. Kara uh, Mink says that her dad, Jimmy Shoemaker, is doing better. We're thankful for that. Want to continue to remember uh, Aidan O'Donnell, the grandson of, of the Wilkinsons and also Eli Hodges' grandson of the Wicks, and so let's continue to remember uh, them. Also, Donnie uh, Carnathan shared that Nita Kennedy's surgery uh, date is now scheduled uh, for Tuesday, June 14th. So next Tuesday, let's be thinking of Nita uh, especially. Uh, This coming Sunday morning, We want everybody to sit up at the front again. (laughs) I might as well play that card while I've got it in my hand. Uh, But actually, this uh, coming Sunday morning, we're going to start asking everyone to uh, fill out a card, uh, an attendance card. Many of you have been doing that, and we appreciate that. We have come up with a system that we're going to try to measure our uh, attendance. And so we'll, uh, we'll ask everyone, if you will, to fill out a card. If you're here, if you're online, there's going to be some instructions sent out uh, for you to be able to register so that we can uh, have a record of people's attendance online as well. This will give our leaders an opportunity to uh, be better at following up with those that we've been missing and making sure that they're okay. So uh, remember, and we're also going to have some of our younger uh, men, our little boys, to be uh, picking up the cards uh, just before they go to the back for our children's worship and blast. So be reminded of that. We'll say something again about that this coming Uh, Sunday. Uh, So let's bow for a moment in prayer before Michael leads us in songs of worship and praise and then our brother uh, Davey Carter speaks to us about Daniel. Let's pray. Father what a blessing it is in the middle of the week to be with our family to be able to join in with those who are watching online to be able to join in uh, with each other that are gathered here tonight And we're grateful. Father, we pray for these that we have mentioned, for those who are mourning the loss of loved ones. We ask for your care and your presence, for those who are recovering from uh, procedures and surgeries and treatments, for those who are in the midst of that, for those who are looking ahead to that, and for so many others that uh, have the cares of this world Uh, on their minds and on their hearts and that of their loved ones as well. We pray for your love and your blessing and your presence. Father, um, it is uh, risky living in this world, just living. But now, Father, as we have uh, announced our faith and trust in you, uh, that presents risks as well. And so as we go through this whole summer and we look at those, Father, who were willing to take that risk, and who are willing to put their faith on the line, we ask that you would bless us and bless all of those that will be sharing with us and speaking with us, challenging us and encouraging us to be just like these great heroes of faith, imperfect, yes, just like we are, and yet heroes of faith nonetheless. So, Father, bless us tonight. Uh, Bless Davy. Bless Sonia. Bless their family. We love them so dearly, and we love, Father, the topic and the theme for tonight as we consider Daniel in this great study. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Let's sing together.
1: Anywhere with Jesus I can safely go Anywhere he leads me in this world below Anywhere without him, dearest toy would fade. Anywhere with Jesus, I am not afraid. Anywhere, anywhere, fear I cannot know. Anywhere with Jesus, I can safely go. Anywhere with Jesus, I am not alone. Other
0: friends may fail me, he is still my own. Though his hand may lead me over dearest ways, Anywhere with Jesus is a house of praise.
1: Anywhere, anywhere, fear I cannot know. Anywhere with Jesus I can say,
2: I am thankful that you're here this evening, and I am really uh, happy and excited about our theme this summer, Risk-Takers Putting Our Faith on the Line. I want you to know I believe we have a a list of some outstanding speakers that are going to be coming throughout this summer, and when the staff met uh, to decide upon a theme and was asked who would like to go first, I said me. I want to go first because that way you can't compare me to anyone that would speak before me. (laughs) Because I know these guys that are on the list and uh, you'll be impressed. You'll be very impressed. I'd like to start with these words. To laugh... ...is to risk appearing the fool. To weep... ...is to risk appearing sentimental. To reach for another... ...is to risk involvement. To expose your ideas... ...your dreams before a crowd... ...is to risk their loss. To love is to risk not being loved in return... To live is to risk dying. To believe is to risk despair. To try is to risk failure. But risks must be taken. Because the greatest hazard in life is to risk nothing. Those that do not risk may avoid suffering and sorrow. But they cannot learn They cannot feel. They cannot change. They cannot grow. They cannot love. They cannot live. Only a person who risks is free. I believe that risk takers throughout our history... ...continue to change our lives even today... Think of what it would take for the average person to confront opposing soldiers. Or to sail into dark, mysterious waters. Or to take a homemade plane for a spin. Or to rocket away from the earth onto the lunar surface. That requires taking risk. Christopher Columbus set out to find a waterway to Asia by sailing west into the Atlantic Ocean from the continent of Europe. Instead, he made landfall in the Caribbean islands and discovered the New World on October 12, 1492. Inspired by the tales of Marco Polo about China in the 13th century... Columbus thought that he would find a passage to Asia from the Caribbean islands. He had also learned that sailing west to arrive in the east was an idea based on the science of his time. And although the Vikings were the original risk-takers who actually founded America, Columbus has become respected for his adventures. Paul Revere rode out into the night on April 18th, 1775, to alert the people of Boston to the fact that British troops were on their way. He was a family man who risked his life by eluding a British roadblock during his nighttime ride. In the process, he saved his neighbors and helped to create a new nation. Revere was a silversmith who had eight children with his first wife. And after her death, he married again in the year 1773 and fathered another eight children. He joined the Sons of Liberty, a patriot group dedicated to the independence of the American colonies, and he demonstrated against taxation without representation in the Boston Tea Party. Mark Twain is noted for these words. Twenty years from now, you will be more disappointed by the things you didn't do than by the things you did do. And in preparing for my lesson this evening, I came across this statement. I'm not sure who wrote it, but I like the statement. A mundane life is one without taking chances where opportunities are wasted because people let them be. And then one of my favorite quotes that I came across the last couple of days... is by Rabbi Joshua Levine Grotter. And these are his words. There are moments in all our lives... little ones and grand ones... where we need... ...to take risks. Risk can be both exciting and dangerous... ...and we must weigh all sides of the situation before we decide. And yet, in extraordinary circumstances... ...we human beings have the capacity to do amazing things... ...even life-threatening things... ...for the sake of others. And so this evening, I want to share with you from God's Word one of these extraordinary circumstances of risk-taking. From a man who had tremendous faith in his God, whose willingness to take a chance, to take a risk, had life-changing effects on the lives of others. And this man, as you can see behind me, is a man by the name of Daniel. Daniel was a righteous man of princely lineage, and he lived from about 620 to 538 B.C. As a young man, he was carried off to Babylon in 605 B.C. by Nebuchadnezzar, the Assyrian king. But Daniel was still living when Assyria was overthrown by the Medes and the Persians in 550 B.C., And in spite of the captivity of the Jews, Daniel enjoyed the highest office of state while in Babylon. But more importantly, he remained ever true to Jerusalem. He remained true to his faith. His enemies under the Persian monarch got a penal law passed against anyone who would ask a petition of any god or man for 30 days other than King uh Darius himself. But Daniel continued true to Jerusalem. We're going to find tonight... ...we're going to look at three examples. There are far more than that in the book. But we're going to look at three examples... ...of the risk-taking Daniel. In chapter 1, we find this. Daniel along with others from Israel, were taken from Jerusalem into Babylonian captivity. Most Bible scholars estimate that Daniel was probably somewhere between the ages of 16 and 20. A young man. I have read as young as possibly 14. But most say somewhere between 16 and 20. And so he was one of these young captives that we find and read about in verse 4 of chapter 1... ...who were without blemish, of good appearance, skillful in all wisdom, endowed with knowledge... ...understanding, learning, competent to stand in the king's palace... ...and able to teach the Assyrians the literature and language of the Chaldeans. We also learn that they were given a daily portion of the food that the king ate as well as a daily portion of the wine that the king drank. But here was the risk Daniel was willing to take. In verse 8, we read this. Daniel chose that he would not defile himself with the king's food or with the king's wine. And God gave Daniel favor in the sight of the chief of the eunuchs who was in charge of distributing the daily portion of food and drink. And as a result of Daniel taking this risk, along with his three friends, his three buddies, following that ten-day trial period, he and his friends, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, we know them as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were better in appearance than all the youth who had eaten the king's food. Not only were they of better appearance, but God had also given these four young men learning and skill in all literature and wisdom. And to Daniel he gave even more. He gave Daniel understanding in all visions and all dreams. And so it was when they were called to stand before the king himself and to be questioned by the king, The king found these four young men ten times better than all the magicians and enchanters that were in his kingdom. You see, there are certainly times that taking a risk is well worth the payoff. Taking risks is very important. We must always be willing to stand firm for the faith. In chapter 2, in the second year of his reign, Nebuchadnezzar had dreams, and these dreams really troubled him, and they affected his sleep. He had a very difficult time making it through the night. And so we learn that he called in all of his magicians and his enchanters and sorcerers and many of the Chaldeans to interpret his dreams. And when they were called to him and they were found to be unable to explain the dreams, the king became angry. As a matter of fact, in verse 12, the Bible says he became furious. That's more than just anger. He became furious. And it says that he commanded that all the wise men of Babylon be destroyed. He was out to kill them. And this decree went out and they were about... ...to be destroyed. And because of that act from the king... ...these magicians and sorcerers went... ...and they sought out Daniel... ...and Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego... ...that they might destroy them. Because they had been given special places in the kingdom. And I really like verse 14 of chapter 2. Daniel is having a conversation with a man by the name of Arioch. Arioch was the captain of the king's guard. And we learn from verse 14 that Daniel replied to Arioch with prudence and discretion. Those are very important terms. And keep in mind here, because I find it extremely fascinating, Daniel was a young man, but yet spoke with prudence and discretion. So I looked up in Webster's and here's what it says about prudence. Prudence is using wisdom in a way of caution. We don't see a lot of that in young people today. We don't see enough of that in older people today. But Daniel practiced that. He spoke with prudence. He also spoke with Discretion. Discretion is the quality of behaving or speaking in such a way to avoid causing offense... ...or revealing private information. Daniel was careful with his words, even as a young man. And because he spoke in such a fashion, he was able to make a request to the king to appoint him a time that he might show the interpretation of the dreams to the king. And he was granted that permission. But keep in mind, the king had already become angry. And he was extremely furious, and he was willing to kill and destroy anyone who failed to interpret his dreams. And yet Daniel was willing to take a risk to go before the king because he knew he served a God who could provide him the needed interpretation of the king's dream. Not only that, but Daniel told his companions, his three friends, he said, I want you to seek mercy from the God of heaven concerning the mystery of the dreams so that myself and you might not be destroyed with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. Babylon. And we learn that God revealed this mystery to Daniel in a vision by night. And so Daniel goes before the king. And in chapter 2, verse 30, Daniel has interpreted the dream. He has made it known that God has given him that capacity and that power. But I love the words that he shares with the king in chapter 2, verse 30. He speaks to Nebuchadnezzar and says, But as for me, this mystery has been revealed to me, not because of any wisdom that I have more than all the living, but in order that the interpretation may be made known to the king, and that you may know the thoughts of your mind. And Daniel also made the request don't kill all those men. Don't kill them. You got your answer. God provided it, not because of any wisdom that I possess, but because I serve the God of heaven. And Nebuchadnezzar says some very important things. Shortly thereafter, he says, Truly, your God is God of gods and Lord of kings, and a revealer of mysteries, for you have been able to reveal this mystery. And then the king gave Daniel high honors and many great gifts... ...and made him ruler over the whole province of Babylon... ...and chief prefect over all the wise men of Babylon. He was given so much. And even with all of these gifts that were bestowed upon Daniel... ...he remembered his three friends. He kept them in mind. And so he made a request of the king... And the king appointed Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego... over the affairs of the province of Babylon. And Daniel remained at the king's court. And so again, we see the reward that can come from taking a risk... when we do what is right... and when we give God the glory. And then in chapter 6... the pictures on the screen behind me, probably the most familiar story to us from the book of Daniel. At this point in Daniel's life, Nebuchadnezzar is no longer the king, because the Medes and Persians have taken over Assyria. And a man by the name of Darius the Mede has taken over the kingdom, and he had great plans to set Daniel over his entire kingdom. But he had quite a number of other high officials. And they didn't like the favors that Daniel had been promised. And so they gathered together and they sought to find fault in Daniel. But they couldn't. They could find no fault in Daniel. Because Daniel was faithful. Verse 4. Daniel was faithful. And so they got together and they said this. We shall not find any ground for complaint against this Daniel unless, unless we find it in connection with the law of his God. In Proverbs chapter 27 and verse 4 we read this, Wrath is cruel, anger is overwhelming, but who can stand before Job? That is so true. And yet Daniel withstood it because Daniel remained faithful. He remained faithful. I love what was written to the early Christians in 1 Peter chapter 3, starting in verse 13. Now who is there to harm you if you are zealous for what is good? But even if you should suffer for righteousness' sake, you will be blessed. Have no fear in them, nor be troubled. But in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy. Always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. Yet do it with gentleness and respect. I might say, do it with prudence. (laughs) Do it with prudence and discernment having a good conscience, so that when you are slandered, those who revile your good behavior in Christ may be put to shame. For it is better to suffer for doing good, if that should be God's will, than for doing evil. Daniel knew that very well. And the thing is, we know that too. We know that. We know the scripture. We know the word. Do we practice it as perfectly as Daniel was able? And so, these group of men, this group of men, they convince Darius to establish an ordinance and enforce an injunction that whoever makes petition to any god or man for 30 days, except to Darius himself, would be cast into a den of lions. And King Darius signed the document and the injunction. And well aware that the document had been signed by the king, Daniel again risked his life. He risked his life because of his faith. And we read this. Going to his house, where he had windows in his upper chamber open toward Jerusalem... There he got down on his knees and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he had previously done. Nothing changed in the life of Daniel. Verse 15 makes it clear that it was the law of the Medes and Persians that no injunction or ordinance that the king established could be changed. And therefore the king commanded that Daniel be cast into the den of life. We also read that a stone was laid on the, t- on the mouth of the den and the king sealed it with his own signet and the signet of his lords that nothing might be changed concerning Daniel. If you're at Daniel chapter 6, let me begin reading at verse 19 and read through verse 27. Daniel has been placed in the den. The king is beside himself and he can't sleep that night. And starting in verse... And the king commanded, and those men who had maliciously accused Daniel were brought and cast into the den of lions, they, their children, and their wives. And before they reached the bottom of the den, the lions overpowered them and broke all their bones in pieces. Then King Darius wrote to all the peoples, nations, and languages that dwell in all the earth, Peace be multiplied to you. I make a decree that in all my royal dominion people are to tremble and to fear before the God of Daniel. For He is the living God, enduring forever. His kingdom shall never be destroyed, and His dominion shall be to the end. He delivers and rescues. He works signs and wonders in heaven and on earth. He who has saved Daniel from the power of the lions. And so I ask this question tonight. Are you in a den of lions today? if not why not if not why not 1 peter chapter 5 verses 8 through 11 teaches me that i'm there and you are too you are in a den of lions be sober minded be watchful Be the dominion forever and ever. Amen. A true life of a faithful servant. To be a true Christian requires taking necessary risks, not only for yourself, but for others. But for others. You see, Daniel continued to grow in the faith, but look at the lives he changed. What do you think Daniel's thoughts were as he was cast into the den? Could he have avoided it through just a little bit of ingenuity? The decree was only for 30 days. Couldn't he kind of just hidden his faith just a bit for one month? But I would ask this, could he have done it and still been faithful to his God? Can you trust God when your faith is being both rewarded and tested? I believe strongly that from the book of Daniel, we learn that God's child is within the den, trusting in God's deliverance. And so if you're not in the den trusting God, where are you? Where have you compromised your faith in Him? Because strong faith requires taking risks. Strong faith requires putting your faith on the line. These words by Edgar Guest. When you're up against a trouble, meet it squarely face to face. Lift your chin and set your shoulders. Plant your feet and take a brace. When it's vain to try to dodge it, do the best that you can do. You may fail, but you may conquer. See it through. Black may be the clouds about you and your future may be grim. But don't let your nerve desert you. Keep yourself in fighting trim. If the worst is bound to happen spite of all that you can do, running from it will not save you. See it through. Even hope may seem but futile when with troubles you're beset. But remember, you are facing just what other men have met. You may fail, but fall still fighting. Don't give up whatever you do. Eyes front. Head high to the finish. See it through. And then I might add these four lines. Dare to be a Daniel. Dare to stand alone. Dare to have a purpose true. And dare to make it known. Let's pray. Father, we pray that we would become better risk takers. That we would make our faith known. That others, Father, would be touched and affected by the things we do. Let us not regret things we should do because we, we fail to accomplish them. But give us the courage and the determination to let our light shine. Help us, Father, to be that city on a hill. Help us, Father, to be that light. May we not hide it under a bushel. Be with us this week, Father. Help us to be more like Daniel. Help us to be willing to take a dare. In the name of Christ we pray. Amen.